Hello and welcome to Embrace Relief with Chelsea Winterholler. I am a certified life coach who helps moms embrace the relief that comes from finding emotional freedom around your child's future. I have had a child die, I have a child who experiences anxiety, and I have a child who lives with a life-threatening allergy. And I used to go at facing it all alone. The worry and fear completely consumed me until I found a life coach who would help me process all of the emotions that I was having about my children's futures. I am so excited to help you on this journey and watch you in turn help your kids. This is episode 63, How to Cultivate Real Friendships. Hello, hello. I am ready for this. I am so ready to share this special episode with you. It is an interview done with two of my dearest friends, Sarah Payne and Lynn Ewell. Each of them is so unique and wonderful in their own rights and in their own passions. And we have had the opportunity over the past five to seven years to cultivate a friendship that I did not know could even exist. As I talk to each of you, I really see this yearning for true, deep friendships in your life. And the first thing that my clients usually say to me is, where do I even begin? And I am excited to share with you today a conversation that I had with Sarah and Lynn, where we talk about how we begun our friendship, what we specifically do to continue cultivating and progressing our friendship, and how we make it applicable to each and every one of our lives. I hope that you enjoy listening to this special interview. Well, hello, ladies. We are going to talk about friendships today. I am so excited. Why don't each of us kind of introduce ourselves? Do we need to do that? So I let's start with Sarah. She is really good (laughs) at introducing herself. So if we let Sarah go first, (laughs) then I think both of follow. Yeah, Lynn (laughs) and I will feel better about the situation. So go ahead, Sarah. Awesome. I'm Sarah Payne. I'm a master certified relationships coach. So I help uh, women love being married and I am a mother of four and I'm married to Ryan. We've been married almost 18 years. So yeah, I'm super excited to be here. And I met all of these, both of these wonderful women um, when we all lived in Montana together and I now live in Colorado. So awesome. Montana, best state ever. Yes. All right, Lynn, who are you? Uh, well, I'm Lynn Yule. Um, I'm a nurse, a registered nurse. Um, we, yeah, so I feel like, yeah, just I've met you guys through, really through our church, obviously, right? And then while we lived here in Montana, but um, I am married to Jason. We've been married for 21 years, you guys. I know. Ooh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I am not as adept 
I like podcasting as you people are. So I will just, yeah, do my best. Which is why we are so excited. Lynn's going to freshen it up a little around here. (laughs) And Lynn loves to camp in her super killer Airstream. And my husband's so jealous that you own one. Oh my gosh. It's the cutest thing ever. We love it. Yes. Sometimes I just go sit out in her. It's just like, I just like love her. (laughs) Oh yeah. What's her name again? Does she have a name? Bambi. Bambi. Yes. I love it. Awesome. And I am Chelsea Winterholler and I am also a life coach. I help moms help their kids face their fears around their future. So any unsure things that are going on in your future, I help you work on that. And I am also married not for 21 years, but I guess I'm getting close-ish to that. I have three boys and we just do all the sports. That's great. I love it. So by day, I'm a life coach. By night, I'm a chauffeur. (laughs) That's what I would say. So Sarah and Lynn and I are just awesome. Like we seriously, we have created this intense level of friendship that we want to teach all of you to create because I totally, well, we've talked about this. We all believe that it's totally available to anyone. Uh, So the past few weeks, we've kind of been taking notes on the things that are unique about our friendship. And uh, we just want to talk about it and share it. So first thing that I want to go with is expecting something from a friendship versus choosing to connect. What does that mean to you guys? Why, why did, why did we think that this was one important thing in our friendship, like not coming in, expecting anything from each other? I'll go. I think it's important because when I expect things from you, like I expect you to answer my text or my Marco Polo within a certain amount of time, then I like it immediately just puts me on guard, like kind of like, like you better prove yourself to me kind of, kind of situation versus when I, I wouldn't say I don't have expectations for um, either of you, like maybe I have some assumptions or like, I'm sure they'll get back to me type of thing. But I just, when I don't, when I drop those expectations, then I'm just able to like, love you both instead of like, like putting you on this, like, it's almost like in the past I've, I, it's like, they better, they better prove themselves to me that they're, that they they are worthy being like a certain level of friendship. We see this on like social media a lot. Right. And in like pop psychology, like people will show you who they are. And when they do like, listen to them. And I think there's wisdom in that, but I also think like, I don't really want to be entering like the important relationships in my life with that kind of mentality. It's just exhausting. Yeah. Even Sarah, when you said that the, um, assumptions. So you said Marco Polo, we Marco Polo all the time and, um, tell people what that is just in case they don't know what that is. Oh my gosh. (laughs) If you don't know what it is, join the earth, but (laughs) it's just, uh, 
virtual platform where you send videos back and forth, but you can send it at any time and then the person can reply whenever they want. Um, so as we talk on there, when you said uh, that there was a assumption or you assume that we'll get back to you at some point. And like even yesterday, Lynn sent a Marco Polo and I watched it and I didn't reply. And Lynn, were you thinking like, she hates me, obviously. Oh, reply. No, I mean, I think that that's like the beauty of this relationship, our friendship that we've created. I feel like, like I, I don't even put a label on our friendship. I don't say like, we're best friends. I don't say, do you know what I mean? Like there, to me, like there's no label with our friendships. Like, and so then, um, whatever manual, like I've kind of, I don't feel like it was written beforehand. I feel like it's been created through our interactions. And so, um, so yeah. So like when you didn't, like when nobody responded back to me yesterday, it's just like, we, it, it there's no personal, like, I didn't feel like slighted or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, oh, they don't care. They're not responding. It was just like, we're busy and we'll get back to each other when the time is right. If that makes any sense. So yeah. like, go ahead. It's so, well, it's just so interesting. I love that you said the manuals being created. Like right now, what if we, Sarah, master relationship coach, like what if, that was every relationship in your life that like, you're just creating the manual as you go versus like expecting everything like because of past experience. As Lynn was talking to, I like, I, I just recognized another thing that we do that I think is really useful for our friendship number. I remember growing up and, and my mom, mom with the best of intentions, she would always say like, three girls can't get along. You either have to have two. Mm, or you have yes. Can't get along, which I think that's terrible advice. And it was well-meaning and it's just not true, but also like, like, as you were talking, like, oh, we just have such an expansive, like abundant view of each other's friendship. Like I don't, I literally spend zero time thinking like, is Lynn closer with Chelsea than she is with me? Or does right. Chelsea like Lynn better than she likes me? Like I don't, and I, and I recognize that you probably talk to each other outside of our like three-way Marco Polo conversation. And I like, think that that's amazing. Right. And just before we hit record, Lynn, who is the only one of us that still lives in Montana was telling us both about how she's going to get together with a friend later on today that Chelsea and I both know and they're going to go, you know, like spend some time together. And like, I felt zero jealousy. Like, I, I think I thought, I wish I were there. I want to be there, but there was no like, well, Lynn better not become as close to this friend as she is to us. Like we we like careful what you share with her, like none of that. And it sounds silly when we say it out loud, but like, we feel those things. Right. But in my mind, I'm just like, oh yeah, the more like love that Lynn has for other people, the more love that Chelsea has for other people, the more that is going to come back to me. And I will say, I feel that in other relationships sometimes. Like what I, you feel Like, oh, look at their being friends with them. They must not, they must mm -hmm. not like me that much. So what's the difference, do you think? That's what I'm, that's what I was going to say, Sarah. So what, Lynn, what do you think? 
is the difference there between our relationship versus some of those other ones I might feel less than in? So I was just, okay, it's like I was thinking of the book club, you know, like not being invited to the book club or finally being invited to the book club and then realizing that like all of these people that I thought were my friends were already a part of it. And, and they why never, didn't they invite you years yes. ago? And like, why didn't they invite me? And so I totally felt in that moment, like not a part of the group, right? Um, but then my connection with those people is so different from my connection with you guys. Like, um, I feel like my connection to you is born out of love. And like my connection to them is born out of like, almost like societal, right? Like you're a part of this group. I want to be a part of this group. Like you seem to be like, I, I do you know, I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I just convenient. It's like a, a relationship of convenience or, or like, just like, I'm just like on the outside of the group looking in versus like being on the inside of that group. Does that make, I don't know if that makes any sense. But yeah, when you said that, I, I think there's that, um, version of how we started. This was like, what do we expect from, mm. from people? Right. And why do we expect those things? And then who we choose to connect with, because it truly is, it truly is a choice. Like we invest a lot of time in one another. And in our very personal lives, like I choose to be invested in your life. And, and those people typically that I'm feeling jealous of, or that I'm feeling not included from, like, I don't know that I'm investing in connecting with them fully. Like they're not my friends on Marco Polo. <laughs> right. Right. And I, I would totally, I would say that that is accurate because it's like, it's almost like when we're connected, like you can, like you feel our connection. It's almost like I can feel my heart, like connecting to you. Does that make any sense? Like versus, yeah, like in those instances, it's a little bit more superficial, I would say. Mm -hmm. No. Would you say you're more guarded too? Go, sorry, go Sarah. Would you say you're more guarded too, Lynn? Like you're just like less likely to like open up? Oh, for sure. And I'm not sure what I can share, right? Like it, and it's like, well, I'm not sure if I share this completely personal experience. Like, will I be judged? Will I be like, do you know, like that different of? So can we talk about that whole like judge, the J word? Yeah. <laughs> think we worry about that so much like well these people these people will judge me I can't share myself with them you know and we've talked about this before like well one of the reasons that we are so close is we don't judge each other but then I was like no I judge you guys all the time <laughs> yes yeah so I thought that because I have, I have <laughs> thoughts about you and how you live your life all the time but like so what's the difference I think, um, the, the difference in, yeah, like Lynn said, judging with love, right? Like, like, oh, and this is what we talked about is that the, um, I can judge you all I want, but like your choices don't impact me. 
And so I, I'm like, oh, why would Sarah buy that car? Like that car is so ugly. What is she thinking? She's thinking about buying a really ugly car. That's why I'm doing this. And, but I'm like, but it doesn't impact me. So her choices don't affect me at all. So then I feel like, oh, I'm able to love you. Anyway, I can like judge you and love you at the same time. Cause it doesn't impact me. No, I think that's true. And then I also think we can, we, all three of us get to a sp- a space fairly quickly where we, where we realize those judgments are about us. They're not about the other person. Right. So then, then you might be like, okay, Sarah, tell me why you want to buy a Rivian. Cause I think they're ugly, but I want to want to understand why you don't think they're ugly. Right. Yeah. I remember recently, like I recommended a book to all of you and Chelsea was like, I'm loving this book. It's so good. And Lynn got on and she's like, I don't really get it. Like, it seems kind of dumb and superficial. She didn't say it like that. She was much more tactful than that. But I remember initially totally judging Lynn and being like, what's her problem? Like, seriously, this is the best book ever. And then I like recognized my own judgments. And I was like, I want to know what Lynn thinks about this book. That's different than what I think about this book. And maybe I can share some of the reasons I love it. And also I want, if she doesn't love it, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. We want we want genuinely like want to know what each other is thinking and and why like what's behind it well and I think that goes to like like we have a high level of respect for each other like in um what we choose to share with one another and like I don't know just like in who we are right like when Sarah recommends a book it's because she like she was impacted by it. Right. And we like trust Sarah and we trust her, like, I don't know, her recommendations or whatever. And so, um, so I think, I don't know with that. Yeah. Like there's just, anyway, I don't know where my dog was. So I think there's safety. There's for sure like safety in our relationship, but I don't think the safety comes because there's a lack of judgment. No. The safety comes because we all like it's almost like we take extreme ownership over our feelings and then we can like, and then there's trust, like at least for, speaking for myself personally, like I trust that all of you are going to like love me, even if you disagree with me. I don't know. What do you all think about that? Well, I think that that's true. Don't you think that that's true? And that comes from our experiences of just that happening, right? Like, like, It's come from us showing up, Mm. right? Like actually proving it, proving like we're going to be here for you and we're going to love you no matter what. I mean, we go through a lot more than like not liking each other's books or the car that each other chooses. We've been through or in the middle of health issues family issues, um, relationships. I mean, real deep, deep struggles. I see tears in Mm -hmm. eyes. And I think that, um, us like being there through it and not running away when it gets hard, like that creates that respect that Lynn and the, the, the respect that Lynn is talking about and the, the trust that Sarah is talking about that, we're, we're here. We're in it. So if someone's listening and thinking like, I want that, like, what's the formula? 
what is the formula? <laughs> I, um, one thing that I would say is part of the formula is that you can, you get to create it if you want it. Like, I think having that belief first and foremost is that like, no, I can create this type of friendship and really, it out. yeah, really, truly believing it. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. Cause I think I, I've coached women on this before where they were just like, I don't believe that there are women out there that will like, but like it have like deep connections with, I'm like, well, then you're not going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere though. If you believe that they're everywhere. For sure. And then you have to choose who you like. I don't want to have this kind of relationship with everybody. I don't want to share my like deepest, darkest secrets with everybody. But like, as I think about e each of you, I'm like, what attracted me to Chelsea and Lynn? And like, there were specific things I would like wanted more of in my life that like you both offered, you know, and then, and then believing that like, that that is out there, like you don't have to have that relationship with everyone. You don't have to have that relationship with the members of any given book club, but you can have it with, like it's available to you. Like we're meant to be connected to one another. And then my thought as you're saying that is like, yeah, but it's hard and it's gonna take a long time. Mm. right really that's, take that long though well that's what I'm saying like so natural I can just hear people thinking like well yeah this is going to be so hard to do that and it's just going to take so long you know I what think I think it's way harder oh sorry Linda I'm going to cut you off oh, it's way harder to believe to live your life believing it's other right what and I think the fun of it is like even even if it did take long, the fun is in like learning about each other and connecting with each other and having experiences that you enjoy together. And like, I think of like you both, right? Like over the years, like all of the different ways in which we've connected from like very small like juices, right? Chelsea to, and like small conversations and like sitting by one another in a new experience or whatever, like just like from all of those like little things um like that was fun right like getting to know each other and finding those connections and then like it, it like it's easy to build on that does that make any sense so if it does take a while or if it doesn't take a while either way like the process can be an enjoyable process I don't know if that makes any sense it totally does and I think as you um, invest in your relationship and like prioritize each other. And it might be something you have to learn. Like mm -hmm. you might have to learn and teach yourself, like how do I prioritize a relationship? I don't even know what that looks like. But the way that you figure out what it looks like for you is just start doing it. Set an alarm in your phone like every other day at 7.30 PM that's like, don't forget to check on Sally. <laughs> right? Like that can be what it looks like. If you desire to have a relationship with someone, it can be you just showing up until they figure out how awesome you are and they start showing up too. Yeah. Okay. I love this idea um, that 
what we believe about one another we also believe about ourselves so i'm i'm just going to say some things that that i believe about you guys and then you can give me your thoughts so they love me no matter what they see the best in me they will forgive me right maybe i want what's best for you also what what do those thoughts make you think like those are things i believe about you i love that you believe that about me and then like i concur i'm like yes i feel the like the same way about all of you you both give me so much grace and you like you see in me like potential that i can't always see in myself and as I think about like how the because for for those listening like we weren't like this um this like super bestie club when we lived in Montana like we've actually become so much closer like since we moved I would say like uh, through like the the gift of technology you know and I I was listening to a podcast recently on relationships and it said like it takes 200 hours to develop like a deep and abiding friendship and I was just like that's a lie (laughs) I don't think it takes that long at all I guess it could but it doesn't have to it doesn't it really doesn't it can you can you can forge lasting friendships in one conversation oh I would totally agree with that but I think the like it's in all in what you share in a conversation right it's really at the core of being vulnerable I feel like that's truly like there's so much vulnerability in our friendships with one another and um and I feel like that is like the crux of our connection I not long ago heard that being vulnerable is being courageous, like that they just are the exact same word. Mm -hmm. And, and I wholeheartedly agree with that because it takes, it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable, to, to open up to people. And Sarah, as you said that we um, became closer after we moved away, I, I, think one reason is because we have had like a rough couple years mm-hmm. and when we all lived together we were doing a lot of fluff like we were like kind of coasting and things were going okay mm-hmm. and yeah. and when like what's it called when this stick hit the road I can't think of the when, the, road. when the when the rubber hit the road like when hard things happened in my life and hard things started happening in Lynn's life and hard things started happening in your life, like you need people. And so we like became this like vulnerable pod that was like, this is happening. And I am expressing myself like our friendship has been forged through hardships more than through when we were fluffing in the clouds. I never like totally made that connection, but as you were talking about all of that, and I was thinking about the things that both of you are going through and that I'm going through, and it like makes me so grateful for my trials. Because you're right, like it, it, it has like 
we've needed each other more and that's really sacred. That is really beautiful. I don't know if I still want the trials, but <laughs> no, I agree. Is there a way to develop that without them? <laughs> yes, I think there is. I think you still can get close to people, even if you feel like your life's going great. <laughs> That's through that, just prioritizing and starting with the juice. Like if we hadn't started with the little things, like Lynn met me and my kids and Lynn doesn't have kids. She met me and my kids in the park, like multiple times, probably against her will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but that's where it started was just those simple, simple moments for sure. And I would say like, it wasn't comfortable at first to start. It's never comfortable at first to start hanging out with somebody new, right? Like it does feel awkward. It feels a little weird like you really sometimes don't want to go right like it's you have to choose to want to create or to at least try to create new friendships and to allow the awkwardness yeah choose to want to create it I love that it feels like a tongue twister but I like it um I also think there is a level of empathy that we hold for one another because I don't understand some of your trials because they haven't been mine um but I I like have to choose consciously to try to understand and to be there and and love through it and and feel it as much as I can without just like so that's like such a gift that you give your friends, right? Instead of like, come on, you shouldn't be feeling this way to just be like, I'll sit down with you in the mud right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in this like mess before, but I can, I'm going to imagine with you for just a minute what that might feel like. And I think that that again is like such vulnerability. Like I remember Sarah, when I um like had failed you know like my eggs wouldn't grow and like failed IVF and you would you brought me flowers and you just like sat with me in sadness you know and like you didn't you didn't have like I didn't need to feel better for you to feel better like you could just be sad with me yeah it's like we we think that like we're trying to make the person feel better by like offering them whatever. Oh, Lynn, you don't want kids anyway. They're like the trial of a life, whatever, whatever, like insensitive thing I I could have said that I'm sure I have said before. (laughs) Like instead, it's just like, it's like, no, like I'll just be with you right now. And like, like for as long as you need me to. And then like on the flip side, like, I think, um, we all show each other grace, but like you in particular, Lynn, like you show so much grace when like I put my foot in my mouth and I say something dumb about how hard it is to have kids or, or whatever, whatever, some, something that like this, this, I, this struggle I'm going through is so challenging, not thinking about like how, how one of us would like give anything to have a struggle like that, you know? But I also think too, like, again, like that, just, there's a lot of love and understanding from me on my end for you and your families and your, like your children, like, it like 
I don't know what that hard is like, but I know that it's hard. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. Like I think that there's, um, that it's not offensive to me yet. I, I choose not to be offended by that because it's, it's hard is hard, right? Like we, we've talked about this before, like a trial is a trial. Hard is hard. Like regardless of the context of the trial or the hardness, like the feelings and the pain is, is real regardless. I love how you said, I choose not to be offended because I think that that is a, I think that that is another key of our friendship. It's like, like that we choose on purpose, not, not to right? Because as soon as we like allow ourselves to be offended and like, don't work through it, then, then we separate ourselves from one another. Right. And so then it's like, instead of like working through it and being like, I'm going to choose on purpose not to be offended by what somebody says, like, we have to like curate a life where we're where we're like never around people that might offend us which is so much harder than just like managing our thinking around it I don't know yeah. what I think yeah I agree um it's definitely it's a choice because you're human and I'm human and we just say dumb things sometimes <laughs> I love thinking that uh, and you hear this a lot, but that we have so much more in common than we have different. So even though you're going through different trials or have different life experiences, it doesn't mean that you can't have empathy for that and understand how that would feel if you were in their shoes. I do think there is a deep, I think you can feel it almost as much as, as people that you love and, and are, and are invested in. And we always see that too, like when someone close to us is hurting and you have like no control to fix it, like it almost hurts you more. Yeah. Totally. As you were talking to Chelsea, I was just like, we can, we can all relate to, to feelings. Like I may, might not have been sad about the same things that you've been sad about or that Lynn has been sad about, but I know what it feels like to feel deep sadness. And so I can connect with you there. And I don't, it's like, and I don't even have to say that. Like, I don't have to be like, oh, I felt the sadness too. Let me tell you about the time I felt sad. (laughs) Although I think we like give each other so much grace when we do that, but like, it can just be like, I know what it feels like to be sad or scared or, or afraid. Yeah, there's a fine line, right, in um, acknowledging that you have felt it too and being a one-upper. Yeah. I think we're really good at at not one-upping. It's not fun to be friends with people who are one-uppers, who just share a worse story. If, if you don't know what a one-upper is, I could introduce you to a few people, but... <laughs> but <laughs> But right, sharing, you share something that's hard for you. And then the person is like, oh, I went through something just as hard, probably harder. Let me tell you about that. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't help. Like it's, it is helpful though, for someone to say, I have felt sad like that too. Let me be sad with you. Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. You don't have to tell your story. Right. Right. But I would say that that is like a like a normal human behavior that like to to kind of do that. And so I think you have to like retrain yourself sometimes, like in those situations, to be like 
like maybe recognized like if you did one up right like and just like learn like learn like learn a different way of connecting does that make any sense like yeah and give no, I love that. And forgive, forgive yourself when you do. Yeah, for sure. Because like we're totally human and we do that. But yes, like literally, I remember a couple of weeks ago, Sarah told a story and I think you were like pretty upset on Marco Polo. And I was like, I listen, I know I'm one upping right now. Like I called it out and I said, but I, this has happened to me too. And, and we were able to, maybe you didn't feel that, but we were able to connect through our trial rather than me just like not recognizing that I was trying to one-up you. I just acknowledge it like, hey, I can connect with you here because of this in my life. No, I love that. Yeah. And at that point I was like, tell me more about your experience because I don't, I want to stop thinking about mine. (laughs) Right. So it's not like there's this formula that like of, of how to do it or how to not, but when you're like, loving people and, and showing yourself and them grace, then, then you, it's easier to, to help one another. And I think again, like when the goal is just connection, like, I think that that's like, there, there's no like hierarchy of like, oh, my life is hard, like harder than your life. And like, you have no idea of what this, like, that's not true connection, right? Like when you really just like want to connect and like love people for who they are. I feel like even when you do one up, it's like with, with the, with the goal of connecting or like sharing or whatever does if them. Yeah. Lynn, I just wrote that down. I take notes a lot when I'm (laughs) um, doing this, but I just wrote that down. Just love her for who she is. Like if you want to connect with someone, just love them for who they are right then. Mm. I think that that's, that takes practice and that we can practice on ourselves too. Like, as you're saying that I'm like, oh yeah. And when you can, when you practice loving yourself for who you are, it translates. And just, I just was thinking to you, like, we have all done so much work on ourselves, right? Like we have all done so much work on ourselves and like, like a healthier relationship with who we are personally, I think allows for like genuine connection. If I don't, you know what I mean? Like if there's, yeah, like there's just more love there to just flow. I don't know. I agree. Well, I think, yeah, the we like, I don't know if you would call it like emotional intelligence or what, but like, I, I don't ever like go into a conversation with either of you thinking like, I better be careful about, I don't want to offend them or I don't want them to get upset by not that that could never happen, but that like, I recognize that if it did, that, that we could work it out. And that like, we, we are all committed to taking like radical responsibility for our own lives. Yeah, there's no expectation that we're friends with each other for you guys. Like, I don't expect you to make me feel better. You know, but it's great when you do make me feel better. <laughs> it's like amazing. And then it just like naturally happens, right? Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah, but you feel better, I think, because you have that like open, vulnerable, you're being your true self, you're accepting and loving yourself in this relationship. So of course you're going to feel better when you're able to express that as something else. Last thing 
Um, this has all been great and amazing and lovey-dovey and beautiful. But something else that I think we are really good at is kind of calling each other out sometimes. Yeah. Josie, you're super good at this. <laughs> <laughs> to a fault, I am. I'm a very blunt person. I think that's um, it's my superpower being blunt. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, yeah. Positive or negative. Um, but I do think like we allow each other to be in the sadness and there is a time that it like switches and we're like, okay, now what do you want to do about it? Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay sad or are we ready? Like, let me know when you're ready. And then I'll tell you how to dig yourself out of this pit. I've been coached by both of you, like for different things, you know, and I just think like, what, like for me, not being a coach, but like having both of you, like our friendships and just everything I've learned from you, like the benefit of your way of thinking has like changed me. I don't know if that, you know, it's pretty like, and it's profound. And so it's interesting when I do go to like with other friendships and stuff, I'm always like, I'm Sarah, I used to do this to you all the time. I'm like, so-and-so, you need to talk to Sarah Payne. I'm like, you, you know, like she will change your way of thinking. Like she will change your life. But like, I mean, I think, um, yeah, it's just like, just who you both are and the just the way that you like live your lives and present yourselves is like such an amazing gift in a friendship it's it's awesome and I like I don't know I mean I think that I don't know I just know it's like I just want to convey that to like other people you know like carry that forward I don't know if that anyway and do you think you don't I mean <laughs> no. I'm not as good as you guys <laughs> but like I, I it's more natural like in our friendship like just the way that you guys, you know what I mean? It's more natural to like be open and to call each other out. And it's not always so natural like in other friendships, which is interesting to me. Yeah, I think, I mean, that comes from us being vulnerable too though, right? And choosing not to be offended and all the things we've talked about, investing the time and prioritizing one another there, it, it, it shapes your relationship. Definitely. Beautiful. Any last thoughts, ladies? What, um, any last thoughts that, that stand out to you about friendships and what we've created here? I think like, if I could tell the listeners one thing, it would just be like, this is a, this is possible for you too. And like that, the first step is just to believe that it is and to just look for it. I think I would just share like, just put yourself out there. Like, even if it feels uncomfortable, if you feel awkward, if you feel weird, if you feel like you're not like, like for me, I don't feel like I'm a naturally like friendly person. Like I don't like Chelsea, you're just like friends with everybody. Like you're such a good friend. And I feel like that's not a natural quality that I have but it's one that I'm like I've been developing and I feel like I I have developed and so um 
and they continue to like develop but like put yourself out there and just allow for the awkwardness but like it's so worth it it's just so worth it I love that Lynn I think that's perfect to end on it is so worth it we um we see the fruits of our labors, this hard work that this friendship is. No, <laughs> sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's yeah. easy. Um, but having the opportunity to create these relationships is so worth it. So thank you guys. Thank you so much for being here. If you are learning from and enjoying this podcast, Go to my website and book a mini consultation session at winterhollercoaching.com. You can also give me a shout out on your favorite podcast app or simply recommend this to a friend. Find me on Instagram at winterhollercoaching. Thanks for joining me today. I will see you next week.